Hello! Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybersecurity news and cybercrimes. My name is Chloe Tonis, and this week we have a pretty big event in cybersecurity news that has hit the mainstream media more than the stuff I typically cover. And there's a good reason for it it's a pretty big breach. Today we'll be talking about the 2022 T-Mobile data breach, which we've only started just hearing about last week. On Thursday, January 19th, 2023, T-Mobile revealed in a financial filing that a threat actor had accessed personal data belonging to 37 million customers. The data accessed includes names, billing addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, dates of birth, T-Mobile account numbers, and information about the accounts such as lines on the account and different plan features. No further financial information like credit card numbers were accessed and neither were social security numbers or account passwords, so it's unlikely anyone will try to hack your account by cracking the password. However, since account numbers and email addresses are known, this may leave customers vulnerable to other types of attacks I will discuss shortly. You may be wondering why I referred to this as a 2022 data breach when we're hearing about it now, and that's because this breach actually occurred November 25th, 2022, but T-Mobile states it only detected the activity on January 5th of 2023, and within that same day, the vulnerability the hacker exploited was quickly patched. So what exactly was that vulnerability? Well, T-Mobile systems were not directly compromised, but an API, or Application Programming Interface, was instead leveraged to access the information. An API is an interface for two or more different types of software to be able to communicate with each other directly. It works as an intermediary party between the two different applications. T-Mobile did not publicly state how exactly this API was exploited, just that the issue had been resolved on the 5th. APIs like this typically allow external sources access to internal data, so long as the correct authentication token is passed that proves this is authorized access. It's likely to me that the vulnerability was some way to bypass this authentication, and credentials could have also been stolen, but it seems this is not what happened in this particular case based on the information that we currently know. And by that I mean T-Mobile has not stated this directly to be the cause. T-Mobile is notifying customers impacted by the breach, and of course, be careful of any phishing emails or smishing SMS text messages from someone pretending to be T-Mobile. These go around every data breach. Do not send any personal information to suspicious emails, and avoid clicking on links you cannot verify are actually from T-Mobile. If there is a link to log into your T-Mobile account to check something out, just log in without clicking on the link. Open a new tab, type in the website name, and just go there. Or open the app on your phone directly. Again, no need to have any kind of shady links involved in this transaction. So how may this affect you? I mean, they can't steal your identity, there's just not enough information to do that, and they can't steal your banking information, there's also not enough information to do that. Well, besides phishing emails, of course, the most likely result is an attack known as SIM swapping. A SIM swapping attack is when a threat actor who has information on you and your mobile carrier account calls said carrier, in this case T-Mobile, and says, hey, I got a new phone, can you transfer my current service to it? And they provide the information about your account to complete this, including your account number and maybe some secret information that is perhaps easily guessable. This will, of course, cause your phone to lose its service, as it will be transferred to a device the threat actor has, but if you use Wi-Fi often and don't receive a lot of text messages or phone calls, it's something you may not notice immediately. So why would a hacker do this? 
One main reason that you probably already guessed is to try to hijack your online accounts. You may have two-factor authentication set up on websites or apps, which means not only do you enter your password, but you also need another factor to sign in. The first factor is the password, something you know, but other factors can be something you are, like a fingerprint, something you have, like a smart card, a physical token, or changing code is also something you can have. But one of the most common things you can have is a one-time passcode sent through a text message to your cell phone. In fact, if this attack is successful, some online services will even allow you to do things like reset your password through text message, so your account could potentially be completely hijacked. But most commonly, it results in unauthorized sign-ins to accounts such as bank accounts, and, well, money can then be siphoned right out of your account. So, what's something you can do to mitigate the risk of a SIM swapping attack happening to you and intercepting any two-factor authentication codes? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Use a different authentication factor. My bank account has two-factor authentication enabled, but I don't get an SMS text message code. I use my fingerprint to sign in along with my password. Of course, not everything allows you to use a fingerprint, especially if it's not a mobile app. A lot of websites just don't have that functionality built into it. But another thing you can do is download a separate authenticator app. Apps like Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, or if you like open source, Authy, are all good options for setting up multi-factor authentication, and many of them will just rotate through timed one-time passwords. If your phone service is hijacked, that sucks, but these can't be intercepted by the hacker. And if you don't like one-time codes, you may even have the option to choose other methods of authentication, such as number matching, where a number displays on the screen and you click on the number on the phone out of a list of a few options, or even push notifications that you can simply accept or decline, although understand that if you get a ton of these suddenly and they just keep coming in, you really should not accept any of them and you should change your password right away. You may remember that Uber was infamously breached due to this type of attack known as MFA exhaustion, where they're just hoping that one of the authentication notifications will be accepted and full access will be granted afterwards, as the user just wants the notifications to stop coming in. If you're like me and enjoy following data breaches, you may be thinking, wait a second, didn't T-Mobile just have a data breach recently? And the answer, in fact, is yes. T-Mobile has had a lot of data breaches in the past 10 years, including 2021, which was a major breach that I will be covering next week. Two breaches in 2022, one in 2019, and yet another in 2018. Now, hacks happen to every company, whether they are aware of it or not. Cyber incidents are not uncommon these days. But it is disappointing to see such a large tech company involved in so many large-scale data breaches. Major hack after major hack after major hack is very concerning, and it also concerns me that it took well over a month for the data breach to even be detected this time around. There's not much you can do as a customer besides staying aware and hoping that the pressure on T-Mobile forces some changes in security for the better. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and I'd like to extend my thanks to Bleeping Computer, Reuters, Naked Security, Wired, and Forbes for information on this huge data breach. If you want to hear more about another large data breach from T-Mobile's recent history, stay tuned for next week when I discuss the August 2021 data breach. And until then, stay secure.